to you. God want to make you holy. Say, God want to make me holy. God really wants you to be going out. Uh, Yeah, I better grab grab a hand mic. I got the white mic, so. Thanks, Derek. Test one, two. So I got it. All right, now, uh, pray for our technical difficulty. We got it. Somebody's coming in to check it out. So uh, we thought, well, never mind. So it says, now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. Everybody say every way. I want you to think about this here because the life that you live and the things you're doing and what you're going through in life and the things you're experiencing, uh, good or bad, God's whole mission and what he want is he want you to be holy. That's important. God wants you to be holy. That's his mission, right? That's his vision. That's everything in him. He wants you to be holy, right? And Satan wants just the opposite, right? So how is it accomplished? We're going to talk about that. So he says, uh, in every way, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept blameless into the, watch this here, until our Lord Jesus Christ come again, right? So now God mission or God vision uh, is for your body, soul, and spirit be what? Blameless. Everybody say blameless. And so what it is is he wanted so holy that people can always recognize him when they see you. It's important. It's almost like when your mama says, whatever you do, uh, when you go to school, you remember, son, remember, baby, you represent me. Don't misrepresent me. Don't, don't, don't do that. All right. So what God is saying to the world is, uh, I want to, you to see my children because they really look like me. Now, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26 and 27, God said, let us. Create man in our image, in our likeness, and then let them have dominion. Now, keep in mind, God is a spirit. So what God wanted was he wanted your spirit to be like his spirit, right? So God gave us a spirit so we could be like him. So don't physically, God doesn't look like you, right? So God is a spirit, right? So when he gave you a spirit, he made us like him. Amen. And so now that means our spirit has a lot of power, right? A lot of power to do a lot of things, right? Now that's important for us to understand. So now if you go to Genesis chapter two, go with me to Genesis chapter two. Now you got to go. Now some of you are like, oh man, this is crazy because you usually put all the screen, everything on the screen and I ain't bring my Bible. It's the Bible in the seat behind you should be, right? So uh, write it down, make a note. Because I want you guys to look at the cross and keep your eyes focused on the cross, right? Because uh, the cross is everything, right? Now, if you got phones, go to, your, go to the scripture. Now, here's what it says in Genesis 2 and 7. It says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Now, now, now understand this. Now, don't miss this piece, right? Because in Thessalonians, he said he wants your soul body, 
and spirit to be remained blameless until Christ come back. Now, so in the beginning, God created man from the dust of the ground. We hear that all the time. But what he did was created your physical body. Right? Now, that's important to understand that. Right? Now, so, now, here's what I want you to understand. He says this in the second part. And he breathed in his nostrils the breath of life. Everybody said the breath of life. So he breathed in him the breath of life. Now, here's the biggest part. So now, it says this. And he man, and man became. Everybody said became. A living soul. Man did not become a living soul until, watch this here, this is important. To the earth or to the dirt met the spirit. And when they came together, it created the most unique and important thing in man, which is the soul of man. Right? Now, it's important. So when God did it, God created us, and when he did it, a light came on. And man became the light of the world. Right? But something happened. Shanique, what happened was even Adam sinned. And when even Adam sinned, it took them into darkness. Right? And and so whenever whenever you sin, it takes you out of the presence of God into darkness. So your conscience shifts, right? So, so that's important. So um, the, the thing that's important that, that we have to understand is that our body was formed, right? And then God breathed his spirit into it, and then we became a living soul. Now, remember this, that they had not fallen yet. So when God, everything God creates, Right? In order for it to survive, he creates the environment. Right? Everything that God creates. So whenever he created fish, he also created the sea. Take the fish out of the sea, and then they die. So when people go fishing, and they catch a fish, what they're doing is they're going to take the fish man out of their habitation. So the fish get out, and the fish, I don't care how small it is or how big it is, Camilla, the fish start flopping. And the reason the fish start flopping, because the fish want to get back into its natural environment. And Anitra, it cannot survive out of its natural environment. It can't do it, right? So if you take a plant, I don't care how beautiful the plant is, any event that you uproot the plant and don't put the plant in its kind of environment, the plant is going to wither and die. If you pull it up, it can be the most beautiful rose bush in the world. Take the rose bush, sit on the middle of a sidewalk, and eventually that rose bush is going to die. Because the rose bush was intended to be in its environment. God created the environment and intended for the rose in order, if you nurture it in the right environment, it will blossom and it be so beautiful. Where human beings were the exact same way. When God created us, he created us from the dirt, and he breathed in us the breath of life, 
and we became a living soul, and we were in his presence. Now watch this here. Whenever you walk away from God's presence, you are in an environment, man, that you can't survive in. God was not, God never intended for you to survive in an environment outside of his presence. So even when man sinned, God sent Jesus to try to bring man back into his presence. And that's why the cross is so important. Because he went to Calvary for you. So he can bring man back into relationship with God. And when he died on the cross, the uniqueness of the cross, and the reason why so many disciples uh, died and was willing to die and be martyred and all that is because they knew the power was in the cross. They saw Jesus die, and a lot of them heard the stories, and they believed that some saw it, and they believed it so much that they was willing to give up their life for it. Right? And so they knew that the cross was everything. Because with the cross, when Jesus died, he sent back his spirit. So God never, ever wanted us to be out of his presence. So what he did was he sent back the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. So we can be in his presence and represent him in earth. So when God created the earth, as a king, and he colonized earth and created the colony called earth, he created a species called humans, right? And he wanted us to live in it in his presence, always connected with him. Well, Satan, right, his mission was to kill, steal, and destroy. And he wanted to do it any way he can. The power, the problem, Derek, is he can't touch your spirit. God won't let him mess with it, right? So he don't have the power to control your spirit. So uh, your sin nature, which is which, uh, which when you're born again, is it's almost like it's almost like circumcision. It cuts away from that that place and brings you back. Here's the deal. So when you understand what's going on and understand the cross and the purpose of the cross, and you keep it focused. And I tell people, it's so much power in the cross that everybody that, that, that's not a Christian is trying to get people to what? Walk away from the cross. Now, here's the thing. You don't hear anything about them telling Muslims they can't pray. A Buddhist they can't pray. You, no, everything is about laws to stop people from doing what? Worshiping Christ. Everything is trying to get you to walk away from your power source. Everything about Christ is real and is life transforming. I don't have to ask you how I know because you're here. That's evidence of it. So you know what he does for you. And so what is it, man, that keep calling us away? And we're going to talk about that. And so I want you to understand the cross and the significance and the uniqueness of you as a person, who you are, and why your soul is so important. Now, your soul comp comprised of really, I say four parts. 
right? It's really your um, emotions, right? Your willpower, right? And your, your mindset and your consciousness, right? And I think your consciousness is extremely, extremely important because I think it's deep down in your heart. I want to read a scripture. Uh, it says, if anyone has an ear to hear, this is in Mark 4, 23 and 24. It says, if anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. What measure you use, it will be measured to you and still more uh, to be added to you. Now, that's important. He said, pay attention to what you hear. Everybody said, what you hear. Now, it's important because he knows that it's going to what? Impact you. Right? And it's going to impact you, man, in such a powerful way. Right? Now, this, I want, listen, for those who are struggling, I want you to hear this message. It's important. Now, when God breathed into us the breath of life, we became three parts. Right? We have, we have our, our body that connects to the material world. We have our spirit that talks to God and connects to God. Then we have our soul, which is the most important part, and it makes you unique to anybody else. I mean, any other species. Your soul is unique. It's very unique because it's your personality. It's everything about you. Right? Now, here's the deal. When God sent Jesus, he showed us, man, the perfect form of God in the earth. He showed us a man who was connected to the spiritual world and connected to what? The natural world, right? And he had a foot in both of them, just like we do, right? And he was holy, and he was able to conquer sin and death. And he wanted to show us that we could do it too. Right? Now, man's will is so strong that it's stronger than the Holy Spirit. Your will is that powerful. So God wouldn't mess with your will. All right? So what God does, he, he want to influence you. Your will can even reject the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can come into your life and say, listen, do this here. And you say, no, I'm not doing this here because my will. You don't say my will. You just let your will act on it. And it's so strong. And can't nobody, you can't tell me what to do. Can't nobody tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. When I want to do, whenever I want to do it. Even if it costs me my life. That's how strong your will is. Somebody can tell you, don't go. If you go over there, it's not good. Baby, don't do this. Well, I got to try it. And then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Right? Now, you also have your spiritual man. Now, your earthly man or your soul, your body, your soul communicates with your body. Right? And your soul always, now this is important, it is the main piece, right? Because now your body is getting information. And that information that it gets, it tries to influence your soul. 
all the information to get is try to influence the way you think, your will, your emotion, your consciousness. So people are constantly feeding you information over and over and over again. And, and sometimes some of you all, in your mind, somewhere, man, you got a closet full of stuff that you got locked up, man, that's really, man, got you bound. Because people put it in and they fed it in and you took it in. Young and old. And you took this thing in and it's locked into your personality or into your conscious, buried in your conscious. And it's there. And so they're constantly feeding. Now, your soul is going to respond by your emotions, your will, or your intellect. Right? Now, over here you have your spiritual man. So God, over here, your God conscious, God is constantly trying to tell you or influence you because he created you like him in the spirit. Knowing, watch this here, knowing that the Holy Spirit could transform anything. The Holy Spirit is that powerful. And, and God knew that, right? So when he gave you that Holy Spirit, the intent of it was to change your soul. To try to sanctify you and move you in a direction to be like him. Now, you've been fed by God, and you've been fed by the world, right? So what happens is the, the, the world feeds the soul, right? But the spirit, when it feeds the soul, it's telling the soul, I want you to tell the body how to live, how I want you to act in the outside world, because Satan can't touch your spirit. Your spirit is that strong. The problem is we never feed it. It's stronger than the world. It's stronger than everything that comes through your five senses. God is greater and stronger than all because he created it. And he told you, I gave you something that's stronger than your five senses. It's called my spirit. But the only way you can strengthen it, you got to exercise it. If it's just like the natural world. If you don't exercise, I don't care who you are. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how good you look. I don't care how, what kind of athlete you are. If you don't exercise and do some kind of eventually, man, your body is going to deteriorate and shut down. The first thing when you go to the doctor, they want to ask, how many days a week do you exercise? You say none, then everything, he said, well, listen, you need some exercise, right? Everything going to stiffen up on you, right? So people train. Well, you have to do the same thing with your spiritual man in order to deal with all the forces. Now, remember this here, man. Uh, imagine this here. A floodgate is open, and people just pouring information into you. I mean, pouring. It's coming in like 100 miles an hour, as wide as it can get, that's what happens. That's what's happening with your five senses. You can't, every time you walk, the minute you open your eyes, it's coming. You watch TV, you thought you were watching a Christian channel, and then a commercial pop up and somebody naked. Well, why did they slip that in? Why did Satan slip that in? 
Because he wanted to shift your thinking. He, he really, and, so, and the young people think they can handle this. Right? They don't realize all the conversations, all the things that's happening, right? And they really think, you know, we all, when we're young, we think we can conquer the world, right? And, and so sometimes when you're old, you think you can do it. But, you know, so all this stuff is coming at 100 miles an hour, and it's coming. It's coming. And the only way you can combat it, because your soul, I promise you, I promise you, I don't care who you are. I want all the young people to listen. I don't care who you are. Satan been doing this, man, before time. He, got, he, he was so powerful, he tricked a third of the angels, man, to leave heaven. They were there in God's presence, and he shifted them out. He talked to them and said, listen, we can pull this thing off. We can run the earth. I promise you, if you come with me, we can run the whole earth. They said, man, you lying. He said, I promise you we can do it. He said, you lying, man. I sp- listen, listen, Doc, I'm telling you, I've been down there. I'm telling you, those people down there, they weak as water. We can go down there, man. And they, listen, they don't really love God anyway. I think if we go down there, I'm telling you, man, we can take over this thing. I, we can run this show. They said, man, for real, I'm out of here. Let's go, bro. Right? And they left heaven. They said, we're going to come down here and we're going to run the earth. God think he's going to run it. We're going to run it. Now, here's the thing. And they said, we're going to influence. So they got good people. I mean, real good people, uh, uh, Ms. Nichols, real good people. Uh, and get them to do. Said, so listen, it's all right. Just be a little bad. You don't, have to be, you don't have to be real bad. Just be a little bad. Just tell a little lie. Right? And, and so he, he influenced you, and he opens a crack, and he gets in. And good people who saved, supposed to be sanctified, forgot to study. And when in your weakness, he entered. He slipped in. And while you were sleeping, the enemy crept in. And now you got people, then they get, now he's so in deep, and now they like what they're doing. Now they run the country in the name of Jesus, hurting people. They make laws that's, that's contrary to what God say. Right? They, hurt, they, 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 they listen, they study stuff to hurt people. Right? That's how slick he is. Right? And so they're coming so they come at you from every angle. Now, here's your spiritual man. Now, I'm going to wrap this up in three minutes. So, your spiritual man, as you're praying and studying and getting in your word and feeding you the thing that Satan makes you not want to do. Young people in the back, listen to me. You don't want to read the Bible. You got to read it. You don't have a choice. I, listen, you, you don't get the choice. My, my brother, especially my brother with the fro, little baby fro, I like you. And you look at me. Man, why are you looking at me, right? Right? I'm serious. And the girl with the ear, earbuds, listen to me, because she like to dance and she like. Right? Now, so here's the thing. What? Not a negative dance. She wasn't doing a negative dance. She was just like, tell, yeah, you're right. She wasn't doing anything negative, right? It was positive. But I'm saying, I'm just, that's the only way I can identify. She back there like, right? Now, but, but here's the thing, young people. If this, old people too, if you don't read the word, hear me out, man, as I wrap this thing up. If you don't read the word and feed your spiritual man, listen, nobody's exempt. It's not a, nobody's exempt. Not a soul is exempt. Nobody's exempt. Remember, so when God, they were in God's presence. What happened is, 
they don't read his word, you won't read it. Like, I ain't got time for that. I don't want to read the Bible. It don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? God was so powerful that he gave it to you in every form. If you can't read well, he give it to you auditorial so you can listen to it. Listen, God got people, man, working so hard to make sure even the people that's illiterate can get the word. God, listen, God says, say, you ain't going to win, right? He said, but he said, I got to get my people to do it. So what happens is you don't do it and you think you can conquer it. I promise you on God, you're going down. Listen to me. You're going to be, you're going to face some hell you're not even ready for. Satan is bringing this thing at you so fast. I mean, he brings at every angle, everywhere. All your friends, through the television, through your music, Satan is coming every way. And the only way you can combat him, watch this here, the only way you got to get in God's presence. Because if you're not in God's presence, he comes in and he takes your life over and watch this here. And then your conscience is seared with a hot iron. So here's what happened, uh, uh, Brother Nichols. Here's what happened. Uh, we go to talk to somebody and they don't want to hear it. Now, when a person gets in a coma, what happens in a coma is the person is unconscious to the material world. Because they're in a coma. That's what happened to people, right, when they don't study and read the word of God. Your, your conscience becomes seared with a hot iron. And now you don't even hear God. So people talking to you about God, you're like, man, that, it, it's like going over your head. And you keep doing, and now you think you can handle this thing, and you can't. So now you're a fish out of water. Now you're operating out of God's presence when you never was intended to. And now you're struggling, gasping for breath. You can't breathe, you're dying. And you want everybody to help you. Now listen to me, young people. This is the middle age. Please, mama, let me stay with you. Please, daddy, let me borrow your car. Let me, uh, mama, give me something to eat. Because I ain't got no job. I ain't got nowhere to stay. I ain't got no car to drive. You know, I got to sleep wherever I can. You know, it's like the movie. I was watching a movie about the Chicago group. The young boy who was working, he was trying to find, he was going to the club trying to find girls that would let him go home so he can stay with them. Listen. We're living in a generation, watch the devil, when God created us to lead and not follow. The men is begging the girls, let them stay with them, because they ain't got nowhere to stay. So they drive their car. They living in their apartment. God never intended for it to be like that. Never. Satan all of a sudden, man, blind. And the, this, the man doesn't even have a mind to get his own. That's satanic. So now they, you walking, you operating out. Now, how, what do you say? Uh, Pastor Nichols, you can't, run, you can't run a house when it ain't yours. You can't be the foundation of a family when you're not the foundation. You can't carry nobody. And it's happening at a young age, and we think 
and, and we making here it's, it happens when Satan gets you to make decisions when you're young. I ain't going to school. I ain't, I'm not going to study. I don't feel like doing it. All of a sudden, man, you can't do nothing. You say, I can't wait to get out of school. Watch Satan. I can't wait to graduate. And then what do I do next? What, what do I do next? I don't know what I do next. Because I don't want to go to school no more. Well, I give you a job making $10 an hour. But I, I wanted to buy some chicken wings the other day. And it cost $19. The chicken wing cost $19. I told my wife she's going to eat the leg. Right? And we ain't no more wings. We can't afford them. Right? Listen, the impact of the satanic force. So Satan is coming on every turn. Now listen, when you walk away from God and out of his presence, man, you flapping. God created us, man, to operate in both worlds. What he want to do is get his spirit in us, influence our soul, and tell our body to go out and represent him. Now here's the, and I'm wrapping it up. When people see you, what world do you reflect? What, what were, now you talk, Jesus said you serve me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. I want to know what world do you reflect? What is your friends saying about you? Do they, do they know you're a believer? Or do you act like them? Satan said, I come to kill, steal, and destroy. I ain't playing. I ain't holding you up. I'm not even trying to trick you. We left heaven to do this. We left heaven to take over. We got a takeover spirit. That was our mission. When we left heaven, our mission was to get it in your life. He said, I don't care if you, I buy you a weave. He said, I buy you a suit. I buy you a car. I just want you. I just want your soul. Because if I get your soul, then I got you. So you turn your back on God. That's why I tell the young people, if you don't read the word of God, old people too, if you don't read it, you can't reflect it. You can't reflect something you don't know nothing about. You can't. And so now you are here trying to survive out of water. That is all of us. That's and the only way we can get out of it, we got to look to the cross. And we know, I tell it, I tell everybody, I say, if you can show me anywhere, I don't care. Listen, I study more racism, critical race theory, all that kind of stuff. I study it, man. I know it like the back of my hand. Ask my wife. I mean, I know it. I don't preach it like it. I don't, I know it, right? The bottom line, black or white, and the reason why we have the issues we have in the country is because people who supposed to be Christians allowed Satan to get in and they took on people's ideology and walked away from Christ. So they profess to be Christ. When they do things, man, that's contrary. When God wants us to run the world and you get up and you go to church on Sunday morning and you still hurt people. Now, when you go home today, think about that. Husbands, wives, children, owners, boss, whatever you do. Do you reflect the God you serve? Or, do, or, is, or does Satan really have you? So where is your consciousness is it in the darkness? 
and I'm being, I'm being controlled by that, that's me. Because if I come to the light and people see God and, and God gave me that, that influence, man, how powerful everything changed at home and then spreads abroad. It's a game changer. Everybody say game changer. Game changer, man. It's just about you, man. You got to do it. Everybody stand to your feet. Give the Lord a hand clap. If you don't know Jesus Christ, and I want, I want you guys to look at the crowd. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, don't be embarrassed. I want you to write it. Listen, I'm not going to make you even come down here because I'm going to call you personally on the phone. I don't want to embarrass you in front of everybody else. You know, some pastors make you come down, all that kind of stuff. You're nervous and you're scared. I want you to get a card, and I want you to write it on your card. Say, I want to say, I want to be saved. Or write on your card, I want, to, I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. And you're going to get a personal call from me, and we're going to walk through it together. All right? And, and listen, so you don't be embarrassed in front of everybody else. Because I, I know some people just can't come down in front. I always said that when I was a pastor. If I ever become a pastor, I'm never going to embarrass people, right? So, so you get an opportunity. Just write it down. If you need me, if you want us to pray for something, write it down, put it on the card, and on the card we have in the back of your seat, we get to you, right? Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for today. Today is the day that you unfold your mystery so we know what we need to do to get closer to you, to be able to deal with these worldly things that's coming at us so fast. They got their foot on the gas pedal. But, Lord, they can't go faster than you. So, Lord, we ask you to impact their soul with your word. Let your spirit come in and be so prevalent in their lives. I thank you, Lord. I praise you and magnify you. And for those who are making the commitment to make you the Lord of their life, we pray that, Lord, that they be strong. And as they leave here, when Satan try to attack, we ask you, Lord, to put up an angel there to fight them off until we can strengthen them in your word. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, one of the greatest things you can ever do is be a blessing in giving. So we ask you all to please be a blessing in giving. Remember, you're doing it for the Lord. You're not doing it for us. You know your tithe and your offering? It all goes for ministry. All right? You have a wonderful day. I love you guys. You can give online or give in the box on the way out. God bless you all. You all have a wonderful, blessed, glorious day. God bless you.